On the road to rediscovery, we've had a lot of entrepreneurs, life coaches, and motivational speakers on the show. To keep their skills sharp, these professionals maintain a tremendous amount of continued learning, problem solving, and networking so they can deliver the best possible service for their clients. The 2021 Refiners Business Conference is coming February 19th and 20th. This is a virtual conference experience where you can improve your business performance by learning the tools to take your business to the next level. Reserve your ticket now for this amazing event of networking with other professionals, receiving strategic and practical guidance for your business, and more. The knowledge and insights of 14 entrepreneur guest speakers is a huge part of this conference that you don't want to miss. To get your ticket and to learn more about this outstanding conference, visit roadsrediscovery.com slash partners. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash partners. Thanks a lot, and we hope you can virtually join. In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. My special guest has had some sharp twists and turns on his journey. He went through a divorce in 2014, then five years later, made the move to Canada from an underdeveloped country. After running his own translation agency, he then pivoted to pursue a career as a life coach. He's now a successful, very successful certified relationship coach, helping his clients build legendary relationships through inspiration, acceptance, gratefulness, and respect. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Mr. Roman Mirnoff to the show. Hi, Roman. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, Aubrey. Thank you so much for having me. In fact, it's, it's a great pleasure for me because I actually resonate with the message of your podcast a lot because you say that if we, like life presents us with challenges all the time, with problems, mm -hmm. and we are supposed to take that lessons in, the lessons that are in those challenges. But if we don't get those lessons at the first time when they are presented to us, mm -hmm. they will keep presenting to us again, again, and again, until we actually learn the lessons. So life hammers us with those lessons. I love that message. I resonate with it so much. Well, thank you so much, man. And I couldn't agree with you more, 100%. I mean, those lessons will reveal themselves over and over in time in different ways, you know, yes. but it's yes. the same lesson for sure. Uh, I couldn't agree more. So let's uh, share with the listeners, if you can, <clears throat> excuse me, um, where you're originally from and, and what was life for Roman growing up? Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Russia. Mm -hmm. And as you rightfully mentioned, I, I moved to Canada last year. So, mm -hmm. well, it was pretty challenging, especially when I was in my 
I was like around 12 to 14 years because this is a difficult time from Russia. Mm -hmm. The Soviet Union collapsed and they're like the, the whole system that was there with the Soviet Union, it just, it was destructed and people didn't know how to make money. They didn't know how to survive. A lot of people struggled in their families. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm very, very thankful for my parents because it made it easier for me. They worked hard. They did their best to be, um, like, to have an entrepreneurial mindset mm -hmm. and, you know, just, like, to help me and my younger brother to survive. And they did a great job. I think, I think like, thanks to them, we were, like, one one out of 10 families. I mean, we, we were, were living pretty good, but otherwise, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was quite, quite a challenging time, especially in school where mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I felt some peer pressure, a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Amazing. Amazing. So when, when you, when you mentioned <clears throat> uh, the Soviet Union, um, with the collapse, uh, there was an impact of the collapse economically, right? Gotcha. Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, gotcha. And 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 thankfully, your, your parents have have had the wherewithal to uh, to 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 basically make the right choices, do the right things, uh, all in the name of protecting and providing for their family. You know, yes, so, uh, yes. yeah, so, so that really helped in your upbringing. And then I guess it comes to a time where you become an adult now and you can take those lessons that you've learned by your parents being the example in how they prepare and make good choices and think things through strategically, right? To put themselves in the family in the best position possible. Now, as you're an adult and you kind of, kind of leave the house, so to speak, to start your own life. Um, and you're still in Russia at the time, what other types of challenges did you have there going out into that world from your parents' house? Hmm. Yeah, the, that's a good question. Well, one thing was actually, uh, I had a relationship mm -hmm. back then, an intimate relationship with my future wife mm -hmm. and the wife that, you know, ultimately got a divorce with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually, I liked her a lot, but I struggled because I did not, I did not realize what the relationships were about. Right. I was, I was not mature enough. I was really, really in the beginning of, of the process of maturing. And sure. I actually started my own business, which was the, the translation agency that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult because I realized I was such a workaholic and I worked a lot and I ignored all, all the other areas of my life, including relationships. Right. Right. So I actually had to teach myself to, to become less of a workaholic over time. That was one of my biggest challenges. And mm. like a part of the challenge was to actually be more loving right. uh, with my family and my right. wife, because I never knew how to do that because like you mentioned that my parents did a great job. They did economically, mm -hmm. but maybe I did not like that. They're pretty much like, uh, they're like cold fish, I should say. Mm -hmm. And I never learned love from them. Mm -hmm. Although I do respect them. And I, I do realize that 
and to realize that they they did what what they could with the knowledge that they had back then right but i had to learn this you know being being really loving and caring on my own totally on my own i got you and 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 so um was 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 the divorce because look i i've I'm I'm on my second marriage and I'm not getting married anymore after this. All right. So um my my first marriage uh went less than 2 years unfortunately. So wow. so from a having gone through divorce standpoint, I feel exactly what what you're talking about, okay? So the the thing is that, you know, um it's never easy, right? Despite any anger or sense of quote relief that one may feel from divorcing the other, uh, there's still a tremendous amount of heartbreak and maybe a feeling of betrayal, um, you know, from one or both sides, either side, you know, and 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 that and that's uh, that's devastating, and it's hard to come back from that, um, you know, once uh, once the separation or divorce is said and done. So, uh, Roman, uh, was was this part of that hard lesson to learn of the balance between, you know? Um, being uh, being a, a hard worker and a provider, uh, but at the same time being loving and showing attentiveness to your partner. Yes, totally. Looking back, that was my biggest mistake in the marriage, and gotcha. I had to learn it the hard way. Yes. Yeah. So I, I I would literally spend let's say like fourteen to like eighteen hours at work, and mm -hmm. when I came mm -hmm. back home, I, I did not have any time left for my wife or mm. for my son understood understood you know roman i'm intrigued you intrigue me my friend and the reason why i say that is because there is one thing that i think um well on the road to rediscovery we have uh we have uh, four uh catalysts right four uh cornerstones when it comes to growth so the road to rediscovery four cornerstones to growth are humility self-awareness, gratitude, and service to others. Okay, so those are the cornerstones. And um, one that I see a tremendous amount in you is self-awareness, okay? And okay. you just Thank shared, you. oh, absolutely. And I mean that, okay? Because you just shared how you took a hard look in the mirror, which is not easy for people to do, because self-preservation is our instinct, right? We want to look at the things that salvages us when it comes to reassuring, oh, we're a good person, we're a good person. And taking the hard look in the mirror is revealing, right? Casting light on the dark areas that we fall short in. That doesn't mean we're bad people. No one's perfect, right? So when you talk about uh, what you have learned as this tough lesson, that you had to be more loving to your wife, to your son, um, you know, and, and that you you weren't and you left little or no time when you came home from work, that takes a tremendous amount of transparency and vulnerability. So I have to commend you for for that, you know, because that, that to me, that only catapults you towards learning and growth. Do you feel like you've learned or or grown from 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 heeding that lesson? Well, speaking of humility, I hope, I hope that I have learned it. I don't know mm -hmm. if um, I feel that I, I've, I've become better in this area. 
but I know I still have a long way to go, definitely. Because, you. you know, if I am, like, I, I'm not completely sure that in a, when, when I find myself in, a, in the same situation, let's say right. five years into the future, I will not, I will not make the same mistakes because, you know, that certainty that comes with work and yes. that uh, the feeling of accomplishment, this is so important for me. But I, I, I do have that self-awareness now and I will mm -hmm. definitely, let's say, talk to my future wife and explain my tendencies to her so yes. that she, she knows them and she can actually pull me out of them, pull me out of that state when I get into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, the realistic approach that you're taking, right? Like you have learned some things um, and it's helped you grow, but still knowing and being realistic about having a long road to go, that you still have a long ways to go and that it could come up in a future marriage, right? But you have the tools now from learning that lesson in how to approach it before it happens with your future wife. That's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that, Roman. I, I really, really appreciate that. So um, during the time that you were going through this divorce, uh, you still had your business. And did you still have dreams of relocating to Canada? Was the plan to relocate to Canada as a family? Or what was, where was the, the dream of going to Canada in, 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 in this from a timeline perspective? Mm, that's actually a terrific question because the, my first attempt, it was back in 2013 and it was, yeah, with the family. And okay. uh, I, I got a rejection from the Canadian government okay. because I, I was stupid. I did it wrong. I like wasted a lot of time and money on that and then just found out that what I was doing was the wrong approach. Okay. So I sort of put it on, on the back burner. Mm hmm for four years and then it's like came back to my mind again yes and i said okay now that now that i'm single now that i'm divorced i have i can actually start start a new mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. do it again and this time i was very 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 lucky <laughs> to do it the right way to find a consultant who yes like put me through the through the whole process very effectively and optimally Yes. And yeah, I was, it, it's been a huge accomplishment for me to do that because I oh, wanted yeah. to, to move actually for like for almost all my adult life for 20 years now. Gotcha. And, 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 and what was the motivation behind uh, moving to Canada? Was it, uh, it was just a place you've always, you known you wanted to live. Um, were there any other places that were, uh, candidates of uh, relocating to, or uh, how did Canada come to mind for you? Well, th that's an easy one. I I love North America in general, and I would like probably want to live in, in the U.S. Okay. But now looking at Canada, and I, I live in Toronto, which is like 100 kilometers from the U.S. Right. So it just looks a lot like the U.S. And that's one thing. Yes. The, 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 other, the other thing is that, to, to answer your question, I wanted to move because Russia is basically an undeveloped country. It does not, does not offer you the opportunities that you want. Mm -hmm. it, it has its challenges, although it does have its 
you know, pros, yes, but yes. it has quite a lot of cons. And in Canada, what I'm, what I'm seeing is that I like the stability, yes, both financial and organizationally. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the, let's say the legal system it works mm-hmm. better. I like how everything is organized down to, you know, bike trails. Right. Because I, I can actually like ride my bike the, the entire year, whereas in Russia, this is just not possible. It's, it's, easy, it's easy to get killed in Russia when you ride a bike. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah, you know, uh, Canada is absolutely beautiful. I've spent some extensive time in Canada, um, particularly in Ontario, um, you know, in Toronto. Yes and uh mississauga um and and then of course out west in bc i've spent two months in bc uh on business um and victoria island and then those places uh, uh vancouver just absolutely uh beautiful so uh, yes yeah, yeah so i i'm with you there man the beauty and the fresh air and the landscapes uh just totally breathtaking for sure <laughs> oh fantastic all right so roman now we're, we're, we're kind of advancing through the timeline. Okay. Yes. You're single, you are now a Canadian citizen and you are now transplanted in Canada. Um, you still have this business, uh, the translation agency. So what fueled your inspiration and your motivation to become a life coach? Was there a particular event or what, what, what happened to spark that 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 fire of wanting to become a life coach for you uh okay basically those were those those were like all the things that i mentioned so the first one is the divorce that experience because Mm -hmm. i thought that i could relate to my clients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a very positive way Mm -hmm. the second one was that i after my divorce i had to learn relationship skills and dating skills because I realized that I I wasn't I wasn't good at, at it at all. I needed to like fix that area of my life. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I've I've always been a fan of self improvement, and more specifically, a fan of Tony Robbins. And mm-hmm. I believe in self improvement a lot. I believe that it can change lives. So this was like another component for me. Okay. And yet another one was that I moved. I moved from. I moved to Canada and it was like, you know, psychologically was an easy point to, to make a shift like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I could, I could see that. And, and all the areas you just talked about right there, Roman, again, (laughs) self-awareness, you, you, you you knew that you needed to uh, improve on your social skills, your relationship skills. And, and again, you have to be self-aware to realize these things, right? And, and and to me, that just moves you in the in the direction of growth. Once again, the cornerstone, self-awareness, man, that is that is so, so awesome. So now I want to talk about just some of the great work that you do, right? So um, do you you have clients that are say family members, uh, partners, uh, you know, just just like uh, private citizens? as clients uh, or, or do you also have uh, corporate clients like teams um, or is it a combination? Um, who are your clients in general? Those are individual people, always. Okay, okay gotcha. The individual people, One, wonderful, wonderful. So um, uh, 
what are some of the what are some of the different ways that you teach these individuals in cultivating their relationships, right? Um, uh, it could be different things where the relationship between two people may be a little, a little bit strange because um, one is a workaholic versus the other, or let's say there's another relationship where one is unfaithful to the other, you know? And then there's another where everything is fine between them in terms of their faithfulness, you know, um, and their fidelity but they have economic or financial strains that can impact how they interact in their relationship. So these are a lot of different variables that can cause strain on a relationship. And as a relationship coach, you have to kind of kind of diagnose what those what those uh, what those root causes are so that you can apply the right strategic approach. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, it is accurate. Definitely. And if we, if we talk about a strategic approach, mm -hmm. like the underlying principle of what yes. I teach is, is love. Love. It's unconditional love. It's, Beautiful. you know, explaining people, opening their eyes to, to the fact that the, the, like the, the only time you feel true love is mm -hmm. when you give it. Yes. So you give love first in the relationship. You help your partner meet, your, meet their needs. Yes. And then you feel the love from doing that. It feels great. Mm. That's one thing. Yes. The second result that comes from it, you see that your partner is happy. Mm -hmm. And because they're happy, you're also happy. Yes. And the third thing, because now they see that you accept them for who they are. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you love them unconditionally. They really open up and they actually reciprocate. They do the same thing for you. They start to give you love. So the idea is not to go into a relationship to extract something out of it, right. to extract love, to extract right. affection. No, right. you go there to give. Right. This is the basic of what I, uh, of what I explain to my clients. It sounds easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds simple, mm -hmm. but it's hard to understand and implement because there's a lot of resistance, a lot of resistance. I was going to build out over the years. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, um, you know, and, and, and like you said, they've built it up over years. So I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a visual person, Roman, and, and I like to think uh, in metaphors, okay? So uh, you have this couple who comes to you for yes. support, for counseling, for your expertise. And this couple has been together, let's say for 10 years. And one person has built through brick and mortar, this wall of just resentment for their partner, not on everything, but on a certain topic. Yeah. And it's that topic we need, or you need to address with your expertise that they're coming to you for. And so it sounds like what you have to do is you have to kind of dissect and chip away at that wall to remove pieces here and there with the couple. Uh, to remove that resentment so that we can start working on that root cause. Is, is, is that kind of like a visual representation of, of, of some of the work that, that you do where, where it gets hard? Yeah, I like that metaphor. I totally like it. And one way to look at it is, is that we actually, one of the ways we approach this in coaching is we reframe what's happening. 
Yes. Let's say, let's say a husband works a lot and the wife is resentful about it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing for me to explain to her is that by working, he is showing love to her. That's right. his way of love. And right. he, he just doesn't know a better way. Right. He, like he, he was never taught to, to like to be affectionate, let's say. Right. She wants him to be affectionate. Gotcha. And they, and, and they just like there, there is this misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He does love her, but she does not see this as love. There you go. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Now, Roman, I understand that you were trained and certified by Robin's Mandanes, uh, but is there any approach to your coaching um, that uh, that that you've developed or practice um, as a result of your your own journey? Meaning, you know, lessons you've learned from your own relationships that you were able to apply to your coaching style to my coaching style yeah yeah the, the, that's a good question actually uh, by being a student of tony robbins i i follow in his tracks with a lot of things that he does let's say mm-hmm. even even to like to the very phrases that he uses often sure i use the phrases as well mm-hmm. i use like pattern interrupts that he mm-hmm. uses as well mm-hmm. i I want to have the same energy, but uh, like he does. But from my, what I learned from my experience is that maybe I have a side, a side to myself that is like I'm, I'm calmer than, than mm-hmm. Tony. I am mm-hmm. like more gentle and right. I maybe I'm, I'm not really comfortable using like foul language that he uses right. all the time to, you know, to break people, people's patterns. Sure, so sure. I, I think I sort of right now combine these two things. Makes a lot of sense, man. You have to kind of, you have to kind of take anecdotes from different areas in which you were trained formally and certified from and, and, and apply those and then also kind of mix in your own style based off your persona, right? Uh, and, and your personality to, to, to make your own brand, to make your own style, right? Um, you know, just because all of those different anecdotes or style variations works for, let's say, Tony Robbins may not all inclusively work for Roman Miranoff, right? So, so yeah, so you combine, you know, a, a lot of those conceptual ideas and practices and principles in with your personality, your style, to develop your own brand. So that makes a lot of sense, man, a lot of sense. And you know, that reminds me, um, speaking of this current pandemic that we're going through, um, has this pandemic added any new challenges or dynamics to relationship building? And not just from a coach's perspective in how you deliver the services, but even from a client's perspective, um, has, this, has this pandemic added any challenges yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's say I have a client who is struggling with porn addiction and masturbation addiction. Mm, and okay, so he has to stay at home a lot of the time. And that like increases the risk of, of relapsing. Sure. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that he, he feels actually quite anxious about the situation he's afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. getting infected with the COVID. That's, that's mm-hmm. the second thing. 
Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, there we go. Wow. There we go. So we made the, situ the whole situation <laughs> more challenging for him. Oh, for sure. Oh, Roman, that is an excellent example. Thank you for sharing that example. I mean, my heart goes out to, to this individual who's going through this right now um, and, 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 and the added uh, difficulty that the pandemic has placed on, um, on recovering from that, right? So, um, and, uh, uh, but I appreciate you sharing that with us for sure. So Roman, how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you for more relationship building insights? Uh, please go to my website, which is romanmiranov.com, spelled as R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V. And hit the contact tab, sign up for a free session with me, and make sure to mention that you're coming off Aubrey's podcast, The Road to Rediscovery, and I'll be more than happy to give you a 30% discount. Oh, that is extraordinary. That is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Roman. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you don't mind, I am going to include the uh, direct link to your website uh, on the episode show notes, as well as the language um, for mentioning that, uh, that my listeners have heard this very, very uh, conversation on the Roads Rediscovery podcast for that 30% discount. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us, Roman. Thank you. It's right. an honor for me to be able to do that. Oh, well, thank you so much, sir. So now we're going to enter a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And in Three for the Road, that's where I ask my guests three random yet thought-provoking questions that I encourage you to answer in five words or less. So what do you say, Roman? You think you might be up for it? Totally. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. So let's go ahead and uh, dive into Three for the Road. For Mr. Roman Mironov. Roman, three for the road. Question one. Describe the relationship that adversaries or athletic opponents have. Mm. A competitive relationship that pushes each of them to grow beautiful it's 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 a match of each other's will right and who has the stronger will wonderful all right great job roman number two describe the elements of a healthy relationship between human and pet unconditional love beautiful beautiful and i'm sorry my heart just kind of <laughs> goes back to um my two dogs which um I, we've had the pleasure of having them for uh 15 16 years oh my god yeah and uh, the girl dog That's passed beautiful. away in 2019 in march of 2019 and my boy dog just passed away uh less than a month ago so oh uh, yeah i'm sorry so, for your loss oh thank you I, i'm just I don't know, my heart just kind of fills with, uh, with love, you know, and when I, when I hear what you shared um, as yes. that element of the relationship. So thank you. All right, question number three for three for the road to top us off. This one may be pretty easy. What's your advice for someone who wants to become 
a relationship coach. Be prepared to do a lot of marketing. All right. There it is. Word to the wise. Be prepared to do a lot of marketing. Roman, man, thank you so much. That concludes Three for the Road. You did an excellent job, man. I really appreciate you being on the show. And let's stay in touch, okay? I mean, as time goes on, um, with any new projects or any new uh, any new uh, endeavors that you dive into, I'd love to have you back on the show so you can update the listeners on what's going on with Roman Miranoff. Is, would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. And can I can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Okay. If uh, if we change roles, what one question should I ask you? Hmm. If we change roles, what one question should you ask me? Very good question. Well, um, the one question I think you should ask me is, what more could you do to be of service to others? Okay. Can you answer it? Very, very, very clever. Very clever, Roman. <laughs> oh, can I answer it? Let's see. Um, yeah, I can. Um, what can I do to be of more service, more of service to others? Uh, well, it uh, to me, it all starts with taking that hard look in the mirror and taking inventory of, you know, what are the capacities in which I'm being service to others now? And what ways can I be more and I think um, those of being more would be um, uh, taking more risks, um, mm. uh, taking more risks in the in in the spirit of helping others, uplifting others, um, and and strongly, strongly advocating more than I already do, but strongly advocating for uh, equality, justice in areas where it may not be very popular or viewed as uh, viewed as um, confrontational, you know, but to do it lovingly. I think I could do a better job of being of service if I uh, just practice those things. Yeah. 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 Thank you for asking that. I mean, again, it, it allows me to take that look in the mirror, you know, and see where are the areas in which I can grow, right? <laughs> yes, yes, and I, 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 yeah. I love the definition, which is to to bring more equality mm -hmm. in a loving way. Yes, in a loving not way. A, not in a confrontational way. Not at all, not at all, absolutely. That would be my intent, that would be my intent. And now, Thanks to you, Roman. I'm going to be thinking about that all day <laughs> about how can I move that needle? How can I do more? Okay. And not just to say, hey, look at me, I'm doing more, but to actually help others and to actually contribute to making the world a better place. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Roman, man, thank you so, so much for being on the show. We really, really appreciate you being on the show, sir. The pleasure was all mine, Aubrey. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. So as a quick reminder, if you want to be among the VIP few to get 
upcoming notifications and alerts on new upcoming guests and episodes before they're released, I highly encourage you to join the mailing list at roadtorediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now a part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the journey with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.